Hello everyone, welcome. It's That's What She Said, Isolation Edition. And while it feels like it's 2021, it's only May and it's only been a few weeks since we haven't graced your ear holes with our lovely dulcet tones. But with ISO comes a slightly different lineup. We've had a COVID job casualty, I repeat. We've had a COVID job casualty, unfortunately, just for being a little bit too tall and a little bit too blonde. We've lost Jo Weston. She has just, she's departed our lovely lineup, but we've replaced her with someone not quite so blonde, nowhere near as tall and much, much older than her. But don't worry, she's just as talented. <laughs> she's a former form teammate of mine, 200 game superstar. And I don't use that term lightly with this wonderful friend of mine. She's an Olympian for the Hockey Ruse, a dual Commonwealth Games gold medal. And that's one more gold medal that I have and actually two more than Joe has. So, you know, she's very, very special. She's got a World Cup silver medal and she's just an all-round pest. So can you welcome everybody, Ashley No Guns Nelson. Thank you. Thank Yay. you very much. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm glad that I actually haven't had my hair done for a couple of months now. So it's paid off not actually having blonde hair. But thank you for the warm welcome, um, guys. I kind of feel like the third bridesmaid, you know, so I don't know what I'm really going to offer. Maybe just chip in a, a speech here or there. But happy to be on board with you lovely ladies. Feel sorry for well, Joe. I think no, we do. And we really will miss Joe. But uh, with Joe's playing commitments, she's not able to be working with us at Sportsbet anymore. So she hasn't been fired. Uh, she's just not allowed to be partnered up with us. So we will miss her. But when she's finished off playing, she's only 25. So we might see her in eight or so years <laughs> when she's more our age, guys. Then we might have her back. But don't I'm worry. I'm still here, guys, though. Don't worry. <laughs> Bringing up the average age, here. hopefully. <laughs> Boost it up. Now, um, now we're well into the 40s. But, yeah, that, that blows my mind that you still actually want to play. I'm 30, 31 now, Jesus, and I don't actually couldn't think of anything worse than being in an elite environment. But, guys, our three listeners that we've got out there, our parents, <laughs> our parents and the physio in my apartment building. Now, you all know who Mel is. You know who I am. Unfortunately, we're still here, but we've got Ash Right. The world doesn't know who you are, Ash, and I think they really need to. Can you – let's play a little get-to-know-you game. Everybody loves playing these games. They're these games that we, we love playing at uni or at school or a new team when they say, all right, everybody, come around and say a fun fact about you. Or, in your case, I'd love you to tell us two truths and a lie. Well, I feel like you actually already do know me, Georgie. We've had many occasions where we've had to share a room together. So I feel like you kind of know me intimately, but our other three listeners, like you said, might not. And I might even boost that slightly. My mum and dad might tune in plus my nan. So, hey, we might hit a peak of six people. Um, but I have come prepared in our, our first podcast together with uh, two truths and a lie. So I do challenge you guys to pick out which one is the lie. Now, I'm going to start off. I need to preface this by saying, I grew up in a small country town, Wagen. There wasn't a whole lot going on except we had exceptional ballet school and I was a prima ballerina. And as a kid, I um, went and did an Estedford at the Wagen Concert Hall where it was uh, the Nutcracker. How many people were there? Well, 12? No, a few more than that, actually. <laughs> it was quite well recognised. But the, um, the concert was called the Nutcracker, which you guys might be aware of. So Christmas theme. I was wearing this lovely tutu, red and white um, striped tutu um, and outfit. And as I pirouetted across across the stage, I hit one of the presents underneath the Christmas tree and I fell off the stage in front of, I'm going to say there was about 100 people. 
music kept on going, people kept on dancing. I got up, continued the rest of the show. Okay, so that's my first story. Um, and I have to assure you, I definitely did partake in ballet, believe it or not. It wasn't good. My dad called me the fairy elephant. Now, <laughs> because we also get to the size of you as a little kid as well. I just wasn't graceful. I kind of had heavy feet and that's because I've got no feet really. They're so small. I just kind of thudded along. <laughs> She looked like she got stumped. I did. I, I, I do. Um, it's quite, I'll show you next time. Um, now, the next thing is, is that I also am a keen traveller, guys. You need to know that. And I went on a little adventure to South America and North America. And by the time I got to North America, I'd been travelling quite a bit. And I went to Vegas and I thought, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a, a nice place to stay because Vegas, you can kind of get cheap accommodation, but nice. And I checked into Caesar's Palace. And I'd been carrying. Did my... the real Caesar live there? <laughs> I didn't meet him actually, but uh, I'm waiting to see. Maybe you guys should go and check it out. Oh, just a lot of Caesar salad. Just a lot of Caesar salad. No, I wasn't eating salad at the time. Couldn't afford that. All that I was eating was oats, and I'd carried these oats around with me, and I had them in my backpack. And they'd sprung a hole in them and my backpack had sprung a hole in them as well. So as I went through the Caesar's Palace reception, <laughs> I left a little trail of oats throughout the reception. And you can just think, you know, it's a really nice place and this girl's getting around leaving a trail of oats. And so reception had to notify me. And so behind me was this lady vacuuming up. So I left my mark on Las Vegas with my oats. And the final one for your choice is that the first concert, actually second concert that I went to was Lee Kernigan. For all you country kids out there, you'll know who Lee Kernigan is. And uh, I went there and I actually got called up on stage. So back row tickets, lady said, would you like to go up? Went up with three of my friends. Uh, Boys from the Bush was back in town, was on. And so I was singing that with Lee Kernigan. And to finish it, he gave me a kiss on the cheek. I was only, you know, 15 at the time, so keep it above board. And um, that was the highlight of uh, all of my concert going days was a kiss from Lee Kernigan. So they're my three stories. Um, Which one is a lie? Um, I'm going to say the the nutcracker. I'm going to say the nutcracker as well because they always say if you're telling a lie, sometimes you add information that's unnecessary to the story. And telling us the colour of your tutu is unnecessary information. And that is why I think it's a lie. <laughs> it's almost like a game of Cluedo. And that's who did it <laughs> with a hammer in the kitchen. You would be correct, both of you. And I thought to myself, you know what? I needed to add detail to the story. And actually, true, truly happened to one of the girls. And she fell off the stage and took the tree with her. So I so was you've just stolen. I was there. And I just stole you're it. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. <laughs> You stole the story and you should have told us at the time you peed your pants instead. That is true. And you both know that I did pee my pants in ballet by doing too many plies and pirouettes. But I thought that I would leave that to another time, but that's clearly come out now. So that's a little bit about me and I hope everyone's got to know me really well now. And I hope we still have some listeners after that riveting content. (laughs) (laughs) But that is what we know about. So we, we might have dropped from five to four listeners there, but... Look, we do have this mix when you know on our podcast about talking about sport, about life, all those kinds of things. At the moment, there isn't much sport 
to talk about. Um, so it's going to be more, more isolation at the moment and sport is going to be starting to dribble through um, as we go on. And I guess the biggest talking point we've got at the moment is when's NRL going to be starting? Are they going to be starting on May the 28th like they want? When's AFL going to be? Is the NBA going to be starting at all? The EPL, all these leagues, when are they going to be starting? But if you do want to check out what is going on at the moment in the world of sport, every day we do a sports bet podcast called Give Me Something and we go through all the sports that are going on at the moment. At the moment, we've got Belarusian soccer, elite soccer league. Um, we've got Korean baseball that has just started today. So we've got a baseball league, and that's apparently that's probably the third best baseball league in the world. So that's a, a good one if you're a baseball fan. Um, we've got, of course, the eSports, which that must be flourishing at the moment, you guys. Do you guys pay any attention to that? Play a bit of... Uh... No, I always think um, when we're watching the news, my daughter's like, oh, my God, that's a really bad crash. And I'm like, Holly, it's it's a, it's a computer game. She's like, no, that's that's real life. I'm like, no, but that's just really good graphics. In like the, some um, of them look really lifelike. Well, they're actually doing a um uh in the motor cars. They're actually doing um esports motor cars, which apparently mm. looks basically exactly the, the same. Yeah, they're trying to make it as much as real life as it as possible. So everyone's trying to keep themselves um in the limelight as much as possible. It's really hard to do. But, uh, I mean, I know I'm missing sports. Ash, you work in sports broadcasting. How hard is this as a radio producer here in Perth? Oh, my goodness. How many lists have you made? Not, you know what? Not too many lists, but it's a lot of reminiscing. And as I found out is that ex-sports stars, uh, particularly footballers, do not have an issue with recanting tales of old. And they can fill up hours and hours about how good they used to be and how good they are now looking back on it as well. So it hasn't been too much... Um, of an issue. I think the latest content that I did was great sporting scandals. Um, so we had lots of people calling up uh, about that. But yeah, generally, if you kind of stick to getting people to reminisce about things, you get a lot of callers. But nobody's really called up about esports and uh, the whole uh, F1 <laughs> series. So I don't know whether or not too many people are engaging in it. And I've never been one to sort of get on the whole Fortnite well, bandwagon or whatever it's called. We um, think that, but jeepers creepers there is a lot of money in that and a lot of people watching online um they're probably just not listening to the radio station <laughs> i should have i should have stuck with my daytona remember when you used to go to like games world and you had the little daytona, daytona. exactly it would have you know been worth quite a bit of money now but yeah and i persisted with hockey and look at me now doing a podcast with you two yeah <laughs> You've peaked, you've peaked. I'm actually having to be looking at the esports quite a lot and looking about how much money these guys are earning. There was one team that have been together for about three years and as a team they've earned $18 million US. Yeah, right. Blows my mind. Um, but, I mean, we'll kind of get into bits and pieces as we go on. So we'll start with um, what I just wanted to chat about is and you kind of touched on it then as well, Ash, who's trying to keep relevant? And there's a lot of people talking about those the good old days because apparently <laughs> footy was always better when they played, of course. So the guys playing in the 70s think it's better than the 80s, the 90s, and definitely better than today from what they're saying. So everyone's trying to keep themselves relevant. Um, so it's a little segment that we'll bring up every now and then. Who's trying to keep relevant this week? Whether it's Kane Corns poking and poking the bear everywhere yeah, or he's been poking a fair bit uh, at the moment hasn't he oh he has been absolutely <laughs> he really grinds my gears but it doesn't matter i want to talk about mason cox so 
Of course he's relevant because he's a current player, but I think he's really hit, really hasn't hit the mark here with this tweet because he's trying to keep himself relevant, saying that, oh, I know all about COVID. Nobody at the moment has ever lived through this period and nothing that we're doing now is relatable to anything we've done before. Um, we've not had to live through this period of isolation and very loneliness, right? So he's tweeted, a lot of people are about to find out what it is like being an international player if these hubs happen. Weeks or months away from friends and family, just a slice of what the international boys deal with to play the game they love. Oh, it's what a load of shit. I'll oi, tell you what. Oi, you know what he's... Not, welcome to being a female athlete. Oh. You go and train... Uh, your your pay's been cut. Uh, you've got no money coming in, and there's nobody in the crowd. How how do you like them apples? <laughs> you just, just become a female athlete, buddy. Exactly, and that's fine. I said to one of the boys who was complaining about no crowds, and I said, "Oh well, it's just like local league, just harder. Like it's not yeah. you're not the only person to play a game without a crowd." But he's just trying to make himself like, "Oh, I know what it's like to have to live in a hub." No, you don't, because you can go out when it's normal life. You can go out. Your family can come visit you from America. You can go see your friends. You can go out and live your normal life. You're just creating different friends from the ones there. I've played two seasons internationally and I never felt at all where I felt isolated as such. You feel it's a different kind of people around you. But to try to compare that to living in a hub, like, really, Mason? That, for me, you're just trying to keep yourself relevant and you've just really missed the mark. Well, I think it would have just ground the gears. You mentioned it just before, Parker, about people that do that. But every single athlete that isn't a domestic athlete would have just gone, well, yeah, exactly. You know, he's just all of a sudden, uh, all the other AFL footballers, if we do go into this, you know, hub sort of scenario, are becoming international level athletes or having that sort of experience. I do get that it's going to be hard and certainly a lot of them have younger families, but hopefully it's only just for a short period of time. But you do kind of sit there when they're kind of complaining, I guess, about being in the hub for a period of time. As a female athlete, as an athlete in an international competition, you do kind of sit there and go, oh, I could say so many yeah, things about this. Yeah, as a mother, <laughs> as a mother, a, a mother who's an athlete that had to spend months away going to World Cups and stuff. And then what I love is that all of a sudden, it's like this new phenomenon on the news. Um, play of the day, this AFL player trains with his kids. crawling all over him how amazing i'm like play of the day i've been doing that for seven years buddy where were you it's like a new thing it's like that's what i like they're all just become female athletes speaking of speaking of relevance parker it wasn't a person it's actually a thing which i wanted to sort of bring up um fashions on the field now they've got fashions off field and I was actually seeing whether or not you two would buy into this because the whole idea of fashions in the field I I just hate because I hate actually having to get dressed up period imagine now having to get dressed up (laughs) while you're at home as Parker lifts up her unicorn booties I thought that is just trying to say relevant, isn't it? Um, this is the what? opportunity for 2020 to actually just have like fashions off the field, wear your best pyjamas, and yet they're still trying oh. to kind of force the situation of having fashions on the field. I mean, I can kind of see you still need, um, <coughs> it's an industry, I guess, that so you still want this industry. Like they're not going to be able to move a lot of clothes at the moment. As I say, as I had my three packages delivered that I ordered <laughs> online today, they're not going to be able to move a lot of the clothes. So I can kind of see how it is an art to an extent, isn't it? Um, but 
you're, you're so right. Like, how vain are we to think that we have to get so dressed up? I haven't worn makeup in seven weeks, and geez, my face feels amazing for it. I haven't done my hair. Like, there are so many good things out of this, and then we kind of push that back of looks onto oh, everybody. Listen, I, I can see why people want to do it. It's just me being someone that doesn't actually like getting dressed up, complaining and going, oh, yeah. oh this is going to be my reprieve. <laughs> now you're trying to actually get me dressed up in, in the lounge room when all I want to do is put my tracky dacks on or tracky dacks off, whatever you kind of feel comfortable but with. It- Imagine those poor dressmakers. They're like they're bored shitless, and the and the one thing that they want to do is make dresses. Like my mum, she she's like she's a she's pretty quite handy with the the sewing machine. So she's been making masks. Now she watches a lot of American news, so she thinks <laughs> that everybody needs a mask. And I'm I've got like fifteen masks hanging off my pantry door. One for every member of my football team, <laughs> one for Holly and all her mates, and they're all just—they're super cool. And I, don't get me wrong, 2020 is going to be remembered for a long time because we're like, what? What are all these masks for? But, <laughs> so at least if you give them fashions on the field, they've uh, got something to do. Got something to do. Fashion masks, hey. <laughs> well, the, the fact they can fashion masks, especially in America, they've been doing great stuff like that. A lot of people have been making them and donating to it and by all means if you know somewhere where i can donate all these masks to please please tell me but it hasn't been the the rush of masks um, that i thought there would be well that brings us to halfway time halfway time half time of the show nelson you've come in with a bang you've said excuse me I want to own the halftime show. Yes. I was... You want to be Beyonce. You, you want to be J-Lo. J-Lo. Be J-Lo. She has been bragging. She used to call me Michelle. That was my nickname amongst the girls. Michelle, yes. because they said, nobody wants to be Michelle out of Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> so she named herself Beyonce. You're calling yourself Beyonce. You're owning the halftime show. So tell us. What do you have for us at halftime? Okay, all right. Well, I'm calling this uh, point the half Nelson to mark the halfway mark. And I was always good at halftime. It was probably the best thing that I actually was capable of eating <laughs> all the oranges, if provided. But um, it is a pointless question to mark the halfway mark of a, a pointless podcast, probably. So today... <laughs> that <laughs> I, is the best... That's the best description that I've ever heard of our podcast. Well, happy to contribute in my first podcast. <laughs> now, um, Mother's Day is coming up. If you forgot, for Australians, it is this Sunday. And I, I was doing some research thinking, well, I'm going to have to be the only girl in my family. I'm going to have to organise a Mother's Day present, which to my brother's credit, he actually did it off his own back. So I'm going to give him credit for it. But I was doing research, came across a website Um, And it just had totally irrelevant Mother's Day gifts, really bad Mother's Day gift ideas. Now, some of them was a wearable reproduction of Kim Kardashian's Behind. There was an air guitar um, so you could practice in silence. And then there was perfume that smells like peanut butter jelly, just to name a few, just to kind of show, you know, what garbage is actually out there to shower your mother. And have these been targeted towards buy these for your mum for Mother's Day? Yes, yes, specifically oh. for your mum. Now, I don't know if my mum would really want a Kim Kardashian booty reproduction, but that's what was available. So my, my question is, um, what is the crappest present that you have ever received? Now, I know that we're not all mums, um, but there still must be some bad presents that you've got. And Parker, you had your birthday the other day, so I'm sure that you know we could each share a really bad present that we've got. 
Well, Bubs, I think as a mother, you probably have received a lot of macaroni shit. So can you please <laughs> go through what you've received? Uh, yeah, the, the endless the craft. The, the endless crafts. Like, I got a card that said, I love you, mom. M-O-M. I'm like, that's straight off Wikipedia. <laughs> and then the, the other one, my favourite Mother's Day gift that I... Um, have been given is when I woke up and not a single thing had been done. I think it was my my first Mother's Day. Oh, nice. Um, so nice. <laughs> it was um, it was like traumatic because I still wasn't over being sleep deprived, and the the remark I got was, "You're not my mother." <laughs> Okay, yeah, so my newborn fucking baby is gonna make like I um I'll, I'm you know I'm done with the macaroni and all that the necklaces and the beads and all that shit that I just put in the cupboard and, and throw away. Now I'm done. But your first one, just give some macaroni. Just cook an egg, yeah. <laughs> put it on some bread, and say I made you this. Oh, right. from your baby. All right. Your baby made it. So something's better. Your baby's quite incredible. Something Very is good. better than nothing is what you're telling us, Bubs, for your first one. Oh, and then after mate. that, don't give any macaroni. <laughs> That's it. Like once once you've, once you've um, the, the child can actually construct things, you're, you're, you're home and host as partners or whatever. You're home and host. Right. But then what I have to do now is the school has organised Mother's Day and it's a free gift this year because uh, they want to say thank you for everything that we're doing at home. And I had to organise it myself. So And I have to go pick it up myself. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's great. It's great. What about you, um, Parker? Love being a mum. Well, I actually am a mother of a, a two-and-a-half-year-old dog. Um, so I know a thing or two about parenthood. <laughs> Never you mind that. But no, I think the worst g- gift that I've ever received, um, and bless my grandma, RIP, love you, but this was the worst gift I've ever received. So you think of uh, candles, soaps, all those things, nice, you go to like somewhere nice and get it, right? Me and my sisters, we all got a four pack of Dove soap. <laughs> yep. Oh, she's <laughs> gone all out though. It's Dove. Dove Quarter cup of moisturizer in there. Yeah. A four pack of Dove soap and some socks. Oh, that's nice. a whole cup of moisturizer. I think that I think that Nana's <laughs> unfortunately are going to be paid out of this section because I share a similar story to you, Parker. Um, my Nana will not rest in peace, so she could actually be listening to this as the one of nine. <laughs> But one um, Christmas, she gave me, you know those dolls which you put on your toilet and then you put the toilet roll up <laughs> yeah. inside it so it covers it and you can't see it? Oh, so, yeah. like crochet. Yes. Crochet. So clearly she'd gone shopping at the local bowls club and had managed to find that. I didn't even own my own house or toilet at that time. Um, and so she gave me that. But what she paired it with was a G-string with little strawberries on the front of it. So to go from like... <laughs> A crocheted toilet she doll did not, to, no. a, to a G-string. I, I don't know if she picked up the G-string at the bowls club as well and there's something else going on, but I just thought it was a little bit um, of a weird combination. Oh, so, you know, a little bit of a naughty <laughs> nana and a bit of a nice nana. 
Anyway, that's the end of my. Um, you, have you worn? Have you worn that? Have you worn that? Yeah, I did. I mean, it was a it was a suitable g-string to wear, but I did feel a bit uncomfortable knowing that it came from my nan. You know how usually, like your partner would be like, "Here's a little bit of a nice, sexy present for you." Instead, it was uh, old Gwenny babes going, "Hey, here, have a g-string." Did you get the size right? She I did. Genuinely can't. Wow! Oh, congrats. <laughs> Thanks, Nana Gwen. Winner. Bless. She is lovely. <laughs> Just maybe missed the mark on that one. Uh, well, that's halftime show done. Well done, Ash, for your debut performance. No problems. Um, I, Bubs, you're up. Uh, yeah. You have, you have come to us um, with, and I'm very excited to tell everyone that we have got for you. Oh, I can't even get it. Oh, no, I far out. I had a... COVID confessions. <laughs> Oh, nice. Let's uh, do that again. COVID confessions. What is that off? I'm gonna... Again? Law and order. Law and order. Law and order. See it. Yeah. That could be, that could actually be a, um, a I'll be, I'll be Detective Stabler. Yeah. So, so COVID confessions, athlete confessions, it kind of came off the back of, um, Ash has done a similar segment online and I, I did a little athlete confession where I said that as an athlete, I never did dips. I used to stand by the rings or the bar and I used to just pretend stood there for an appropriate length of time. But you and, thought you got was... away with it. That's the thing. No, I definitely did. I definitely did. I definitely did. Um, yeah, so and, until my coach said that, no, we, we noticed that. We just let you get away with it. They're the worst exercise. You did the same with um, chin-ups, chin ups, Ash. Yes. So tell us, Bubs, about your COVID or athlete confessions. Well, I thought, um, you know, there's so many, so many things going on at the moment with, um, you know, just having a lot of time to think and a lot of, uh, you know, contact with very few people for the very lengthy amount of times. So I have a daughter and a husband and they are the people that I see the most. So I was actually thinking, what am I doing on the daily? that probably I shouldn't be doing um, in, a, in a normal world. Um, for, for example, I blame COVID for a lot of things. Because <laughs> it's not a normal oh. world anymore. Because <laughs> it's not oh, a normal I haven't, world anymore. I haven't showered for three days. Oh, COVID. <laughs> we can tell. That's exactly right. So because <laughs> nobody needs to see me. So why do I need to shower? Why do I need to wash my hair? I don't need to wash my hair. And I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna put it. I'm just gonna say it. I don't need to change my jocks either. Oh no, no, that's. I don't need to change my jocks. You don't need to wear because any, if I but... need because if I have to wear uh, wash another single item of clothing, I'm going to blow my mind. It's it's just it's just ridiculous how much washing. Isn't is, is it bizarre that I feel like we should be doing less washing, but I'm finding myself having to do more. Yeah, because you're like, oh, I can't wear that again. I did it's nothing okay. in it. I'm like, yeah. oh, because I've got spaghetti stain on it. Can't wear it. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, um, I'm wearing undies still. I haven't progressed to that level of um, <laughs> COVID <laughs> confessions yet. But even though I've got increased amount of time, the folding of the washi is what's really getting me. I've got a spare bed at the moment that's just literally covered in clean clothes. Clean clothes, yeah. And yeah. I don't think I folded washi for about like two months or so. Um, but I have to say, I reckon there's a number of people that are doing naughty things now that we don't live in a normal world. I did a Zoom class the other day 
and I left the Zoom class pretending to drink water and it was a fitness class and um, I made an online purchase because I just couldn't wait until the Zoom <laughs> class was over and then I came back in carrying my water as well just to kind of make sure that it looked as though that I was just going to get some more water and that's why I was <laughs> off screen. And it gets worse. The reason why I made a purchase was just for an audio book because I was scared I'm going to get kicked out of my book club if I don't finish my book in time. So it probably didn't <laughs> need to get done then. Because you don't have enough time to read a book at the moment. Well, that's Actually, another working. point. Yeah, but it's the fourth one I haven't read and I'm a bit worried. <laughs> they're, they're a cutthroat book club. Um, okay. We're already down to four after seven and I'm next on the hit list. I can feel it, even though I bring the social aspect to it. <laughs> that's all that's all you're in there for what about um what have you eaten drank like you know isolation is pretty boring How, what are you eating and drinking to spice up so for me um well i have a child so everything i eat is like what are you eating what is that what is it and i'll be eating like chocolate and then i hold cashews and I'll be like, oh, oh, you choke on them, babe. You can't eat them. Your cashews are not for children. Definitely and allergic. I just eat the chocolate and then I put the cashews in front of my mouth. And then, yeah, so I've been lying. I actually ate um, an ice cream in the cupboard the other day um, because I've got to hide told... things from people. You've got to hide everything you're doing um, because everyone's at home. You've got to go, okay, well, I'm not used to, They've seen me eat 20 minutes ago. I can't do that again. Sounds yeah, like my life eating KFC it, on any given day. I always feel that if I'm going to eat KFC, I've got to hide that. Well, you have to eat KFC in the car like the fat piece of shit you are for getting it. <laughs> you know what? You can't eat it in restaurants. Twenty, what was it, 2008 Beijing Olympics missed out. First meal, cheeky KFC in the car park. I've just got a public service announcement, everyone, for all you listeners out there. On Sunday is 25% off KFC for Mother's Day. That is a very important public service announcement for all you fat fucks out there. If you want KFC and don't want to cook for your mum for Mother's Day. That's the problem. They're going to take a KFC. No, you don't have to be fat to eat it. You just have to have low self-worth. That's when I ate it in my lowest moment. What have you been doing, Parker? Come on, own up. Well, no, no, I actually found a, a, another confession from an athlete out there because I've I, uh, given up on this that, you know, I don't really have anything to confess because I'm very open and honest with what I do and say. Now, I thought this was very funny, Ash, because you know me and I was I was captain of Fat Club. Oh, I thought you were going to say career. you were captain of the hockey bruise and my steady arm, mate. <laughs> what have you been telling our listeners for the past, yeah. <laughs> the past few months? I was captain. No, I was captain of Fat Club at while my time was um, a hockey player, as a hockey player. And I found this one very resonated with me quite a lot because it was Jared, Jordan Lewis and Jared Ruffhead, so two AFL players. They, uh, yes. what, three, uh, three premierships each uh, with Hawthorne. And they had this little cheeky system that they had together to beat the skinfold system. And for those athletes out there who are listening... And for those who don't want to know, it's very hard to cheat the skin fold system. It's these little calipers that they put on seven points of view to basically measure how many millimetres of fat you've got on you. Uh, my my little tricks used to be um, a lot of dehydration before because it makes everything really tight. Um, going in the ice baths before getting your skin folds done. And, really? Um, yeah, yeah, and Rachit used to go to us, oh, 
why are your legs so cold? Oh, I don't know. That's real weird. Sun cream. Um, so, <laughs> sunscreen. Yeah, so it's a cream. For they slip, so they're a little bit less. So there's a Ooh. few different tricks, but it's very hard to cheat this system. And what they've done, and this is the greatest confession, and I'm so proud. And I won't lie. I've had the thought of doing it, but I could never have the balls to pull this off. They used to be each other's scribe and write <gasps> down the wrong number. Yes. I actually feel as though that would be very smart, but I also think there'd be people in the team willing to sabotage and add add a couple of numbers as well. So you just need to find the right person. Right person. And the right person. I think there would be other, you know, I don't want to call them fatties because let's face it, like you know, they're supreme fitness. I wasn't it's fat. The fitness I wasn't you've all fat been, at all. But you know, other people yeah. that aren't hitting the mark that might the be willing to cooperate in your little scheme. So. I'm on board with that because we used to write it. You, the person in front of you, used to have to be the scribe, didn't they? Yep, yep. No, they changed ours. They, and they Col- went yeah. straight into the computer. Yeah, at Collingwood, it um, it then became each in your own time in with the nutritionist in the in a room straight onto the computer. So there was no room for error there. Um, but back in my hockey days, that would have been really useful if I had the balls to do that. Ooh, um, the good old days. And that days. to me, is, I didn't even think of that. Like no, I was such a naive. Athlete. Oh honey, oh honey, honey. Yeah. It's a, it's a like it's I a... didn't even know after our last match at the Olympics, the whole bus was drunk. I was like, oh honey, why? I'm like, I walk down the back and everyone's having a, a merry old time, and I'm like, why is everyone so cheerful? They're, they just got in... kicked out, going back to the athlete village. I see. And then I saw someone pull out the yeah. bottle of vodka There's, that they um... got at the petrol station. There's a nerd and a square in every team, Mel, and it just happened to be you. Stop calling me Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I still get confused Melissa. with um, talking about skin folds. How my tricep was always bigger than my quad. Still to this day, I just <laughs> get how that is humanly it's possible. Tuck, tuck shot, tuck my, shot arms. Yeah. My quad and my um, tricep were nearly, well, were a half of my skin folds. Yeah. Yeah. Half Always. of my skin folds, just those two points, a half. And the rest Always. are like, how are you getting all the rest into that? Yeah. Those are good times and something that I don't ever have to do ever again. So that's one thing that I'm, I'm thankful for. Oh, good confession though. But that would have been helpful to know about five years ago. Five years ago. That would have been great. Mm. But also, I don't think we would have got away with it with um, Kate Star. She probably wouldn't have believed what? it if your skin folds were like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Georgie Parker is here to 40. Here, here <laughs> I am. One quad. <laughs> here I am thinking that just uh, strength and determination would get me the good skin no, folds. This, Never mind that. No, this is actually how sad it is. Like back when I was playing, I had a nightmare about skin folds before the Rio Olympics. Mm. Have I told you about this, Ash? No, I don't think I don't so. Know. I had it. I had a nightmare. This is how much my anxiety played up about getting skin folds. And this is like the serious part of being an athlete. I remember waking up full in sweats because they told me that day, oh, and this was like five days before we went into the village, a completely stupid time to get your skin folds done. But me and one other girl, another fat club member, had to get our skin folds done the next day. And I started stressing. I couldn't sleep. I woke up in sweats because I had this dream that Rachit, who was our, our exercise phys who had to do skin the skin folds, that she was doing my tricep and she does a number and she just goes, 28. I said, Rachit, it can't be 28. It's not possible that that can be 28. And she looks at me, and this is in my dream, and she looks at me dead in the eye and she goes, I said, can you please do it again? She looks at me, she does it, does it again, looks at me dead in the eye and she goes, 34. (laughs) (laughs) That bitch. And I woke up like... (gasps) 
had them done and they're the lowest they've ever been. But like, it's because you're stressed. What? You were so stressed that you were dehydrated after all that sweating. And so maybe it paid off in the end. Oh, it actually, when I look back, I'm like, why are you stressing so much about something so stupid? But it didn't help my cortisol levels, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll move onwards to the, hang on, the tweet of the week. Oh. So every week, Ash, um, we've told you this, we do, everyone comes with a tweet. Um, that's a talking point about the week, um, whatever it is. So, Bubs, would you like to go first? Um, like, it was a big toss-up for me this week. So, I actually saw a video of uh, a little monkey riding oh, a motorbike and takes a child that's seated on a chair in <laughs> Indonesia and drags her no shit about 20 meters up up the road and then dumps her and the kid gets up and walks back like nothing a monkey happened. stole my baby a monkey stole my baby and no shit like so everyone's screaming about oh my god this monkey stole nearly abducted a child and i'm like the monkey was on a motorbike <laughs> what the fuck why isn't anyone talking about the fact that the monkey was riding a motorbike like was it uh you know just, manual was it automatic like barley what did he have? like he's like a harley a little harley or something and he just drops the motorbike and then pisses off with the child and then drops the child and then runs off. I have to agree. Oh I saw that. And only until you said it, it didn't strike me as weird that the monkey was on the motorbike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was distracted by the fact of how far this monkey had to drag the kid up the road. So yeah, I'm until someone stopped you. it. Well, yeah. <laughs> until an old guy was like, oi. He kind of walked out and didn't. Stealing babies. No, he didn't really do anything. No. He just kind of went, oh. Oh, what are you doing? Hey, oh, <laughs> but yeah, just drops the the Kawasaki on the on the side. Barley things. That's crazy. Yeah, well, good tweet of the week, Ash. Yes. Right? Okay. Um. So I've got one here, and it could um, be a debate for some discussion. Now. Um, it's from Jared Walsh, who I think works for a radio station, and he says, "I'm going to Nova, Nova. in Adelaide. Good friend of mine, actually. Oh, really? Oh, hockey? Then... He plays hockey. He's an absolute hockey nut. I wasn't sure. actually he doesn't listen to the show. Well, I wasn't sure. He doesn't, but I'll send him <laughs> and I'll let him know that he's mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say Nova. I did know that, but I wasn't sure about whether we should give them publicity, given that we're so close to overtaking them. But <laughs> <laughs> he says, and it's a good question." I'm going to say something controversial here and I may lose followers, but I get more excited over a random chemist warehouse shop over a random bunny oh, shop. Oh, I saw this tweet. Yeah. Interesting and question. I would like, I would like to um, go into this. As a non-homeowner, I completely agree. I think if you're a homeowner, he's a homeowner, I'm not sure why he's that, but as a non-homeowner, I've got no need to go into Bunnings. I go into Bunnings and buy a leaf blower, which I, I did that once, but, you know, like, I'd rather go down the makeup aisle when it's 25% off Yes, in uh, Priceline. They do have good makeup. I'll give them that. Being mm-hmm. an industry where you have to wear makeup occasionally, cheap makeup mm-hmm. is great. I hate spending half my wage on makeup. So Chemist Warehouse certainly resonates with me, but I've kind of tended to lean towards the third option of IKEA. Kmart. Oh, Kmart, oh. actually. Oh, mm. no, stationary. <laughs> Kiki, Kiki K. 
Anyway, it, it does beg the question. <laughs> I'm sure that there are people out there, Lucy, that would just sit back and think, actually, this is a good point he makes. What do I prefer? And where would I spend my money when I've got no money? Yeah. Well, I think Ikea over Kmart if you've got money more because <laughs> Ikea is so expensive. But I'm, I'm more the Kmart budget at the moment. Are you turning uh, this into a list? I can't go into Ikea. Why? Because it, I get claustrophobic because if I want to leave, out. I can't get out. <laughs> I just like I'm going down. doorways. Where's yeah, the doorway? I, I do like going down to the, the second level section where you just get a whole bunch of like candles and vases. and. You're like, oh, $3. I don't need this shit, but yeah, it's then, $3. Yeah, you need it. Um, you need it. Now, Parker, I don't want to sort of overwear my stay or anything, but I also have just a quick second tweet, which as we return to being a normal community and away from COVID, someone has also tweeted, wearing jeans like a first-class passenger on Titanic. So I thought that that was <laughs> quite, quite funny as well. I mean, lots of people wouldn't have worn jeans for quite a period of time and you would just be flaunting it as you walk and strut the street wouldn't you? <laughs> if they fit, that's the next step. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my tweet, and this is another person, this was, I was tossing up to put into my Who's Trying to Stay Relevant segment, and it's old Sam Newman. Ooh, we all no. love Sam Newman at the moment, who really wants to play golf. Loves to play he's, golf. He's actually, he's actually said, I can't play golf, I've got tendonitis, it's the principle. So, <laughs> I want my choice. He, he's going around making a big scene saying, because Victoria are the only state in Australia that they aren't allowed to play golf. And I do, to be honest, I'd hate agreeing with him um, because he's a little, a little bit of an old man yelling in a cloud at, at, at most times. But it is probably the most socially distant and safe sport and exercise you can do as opposed to the thousands of people running around the tan or doing things at parks. I actually really agree with him. It's a very safe thing to be doing at the moment when you're not meant to be seeing people. But Andy Lee has tweeted, good old Andy, um, he's tweeted, does Sam Newman want to play golf or not? I can't quite tell. He needs to be clearer. <laughs> like ScoMo. <laughs> and then Sam Newman replied, wouldn't you like to play, play golf if so inclined? What manifestly dangerous risk is associated with this self-distancing recreation? It's absurd, Andy. And Andy Lee replied, so you are keen on playing? <laughs> it's the most sense that Sam Newman's actually probably ever made. made. Ever yeah. made. I, he lost the plot years ago. I don't know whether or not he's getting paid by a golf club or something along those lines. You know, people that like, you know, love guns, accept NRA payments, something's going on here. It smells fishy. Um, anyway, well, do you know what? We should get to the bottom of that. Exactly. That would be an investigative <laughs> journalism. The next one is tennis. Like, you've got a whole net in front of you and... Oh. Either end of the like, I, I want you my can tennis court open. Way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't even need to go near each other at all. And then the ball, the ball. Yeah. You share the ball. I'm like the balls. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hate agreeing with Sam. But look, we did there. Um, and that's probably uh, it for us. I'm amazed, actually. Do we get an award as to that... who's got the best tweet, or we just leave it at that? No, we just leave it, and the punters can let us know. But um, thanks, Ash, for joining us for your first ever episode of That's What She Said. How have you found it? Uh, Will you be back? Well, yes. Do you um, I don't know how informative uh, it was, but it was good, you know, shooting the breeze with you both. Oh, so... there's no – we don't learn anything here. <laughs> I'm not about bettering myself as a person. When, we don't need to do that. Well, in that case, I had a thoroughly good time. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to participate, uh, much like how you got a participation award that you found about being in the Olympics for sixth place. 
This <laughs> this makes me laugh. We should so we much. should all get our participation awards out. They're so funny. So for the listeners, I found a participation certificate for going to the Rio Olympics and it's one of those things we joke about how, you know, fourth place shouldn't get medals, that people who didn't play in the um, in the premiership team shouldn't get a medal and kids are getting awards left, right and centre just for playing and here we are going to the biggest sporting <laughs> yeah. event in the world and you still <laughs> get a bloody certificate for participating. Isn't my tattoo enough? Isn't that <laughs> exactly. tattoo enough? Ash clearly hasn't gone because she hasn't she got the tattoo. Oh, memories is all I need. And who needs to remember that fifth play? Anyway, let's move on. How about the stamps that they give us as Olympians? Did you get a stamp? Did you get stamps? Oh, I got stamps. Athens Olympics, we got stamps Athens. with our own face on it. Like 50 stamps. I'm like, Sweet, I, but, I'm but now, since Athens... Since, since the time you went to the Olympics, we've developed this thing called emails and the internet. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and couriers. They'd be worth a bit um, now. Well, thank you, Ash, for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for persevering with us. We will be back next week for the isolation edition of That's What She Said. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, get your mum to listen. And you're not driving anywhere, so do it while you're sitting at home contemplating what is this life you're listening to. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.